0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Game Line Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. for boosted same game parlays to the live game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. time today, bet 100, get 100, slash winbet. That's slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 bets challenge, $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth this Thursday, 11 a.m. Local time Register today at sports slash big game. Ooh, welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host Sean, stacking the money green with my fellow diehards Rob and Justin, and we're here. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. I predicted it. i predicted it many years, but this year it came true. Got to the Super Bowl, but of course, the big game Sunday. So much to get to uh, as far as what we like prop bet wise. There's just a ton. Uh, first off, though, it's been a it's been an amazing season. Uh, there there are so many highlights to the season. It really has been a Jalen Hurts coming out party for me. One of my favorite moments, Jalen Hurts that deep ball to AJ Brown in the Steelers game. AJ Brown went up for it. There were two guys there. He caught it, and then he did that move where he pointed at each one of them. It was just a a badass moment and a huge highlight. Just got me jacked. I mean, that was one of those games where it showed you, hey, Jalen Hurts can beat you with his arm. We already knew he could beat you with his legs. Truly a dual threat and a uh, legit QB. What about you, Justin?
1: I mean, for me, I think uh, if we're talking about favorite moments within this season, I would say uh, biggest one for me is us just going into Arizona, playing the Cardinals. And uh, it it seemed like a huge win at the time, you know, going back. I think it was pretty pivotal. Uh, pivotal for us. We were we ended up being five and zero. We were going into some easier games in the schedule too, against the Texans and Steelers. So, looking at a potential seven and zero, it seemed like we were playoff bound at that point. Um, and we didn't quite know that Murray was one hundred percent going to be the Murray that we see today as well. I mean, getting into that game, he didn't have a stellar season, but we still thought he could have something under his sleeve. We got lucky with the their uh, missed field goal at the end, but I loved it. The other key moment—that no, was them-
0: a great way to win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a missed field goal any day of the week, uh, and then the, the key, the other thing too, is we were able to plan, uh, you know, our ball markers within the stadium to hopefully give us the juice we need for this upcoming Super Bowl game. We penetrate. Yeah, I feel like you need to give a little uh, background there. <laughs> I
2: mean, back in 2017, Sean went to the uh, uh, Minneapolis, the Minnesota stadium. Uh, During the regular season, left a, was it Sean, a Dutch destroyer bracelet?
0: Yes, it was. Um, Yep. uh,
2: As an Eagles uh, item. That was the year when when Carson Wentz wore that Um, great cause. Um, And Sean left that there. Obviously, we went to the Super Bowl. So this year we went out to the Cardinals game. Uh, we each left uh, an Eagles golf ball marker in the stadium <laughs> to bring that same good luck, uh, and it seems to have worked. It got us back to the big game, uh, so a lot of credit there.
0: Yes, we deserve all the credit for the season. I mean, I guess some you could give to Sirianni. <laughs> I know. Rob, if you had to choose either us or Jonathan Gannon, who's more responsible for oh, getting into I the mean, big game? Come on, clearly us.
3: Let's let uh <laughs>
2: Although he has vaulted uh, I think up people's uh, charts a little bit with his little viral video that went out. Uh, oh yeah, when the he was 49 when game. he was
0: showing up in that uh, SUV and rolled down the windows like hey we're going to gut him. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I mean sidebar. It was very but- Philly. It was great the uh the san francisco whiners have just been just been really the forty whiners i'm calling them from now on like the like when you're you're a pro athlete and you're whining about oh we need to change the rules for a third quarterback on the roster you could have put a quarterback uh, no one's stopping you from dressing a third quarterback. And who's this mysterious third quarterback. That's worse than Josh Johnson. That could have saved your season. Like you got your ass kicked because you couldn't block our defensive line. It's insane. They're still whining about it. Can't wait to destroy the chiefs and, and really just have no one talk any smack.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. It is. It has been pretty amazing. All the chatter that you know they're still the best team in the league, even though they lost. Um, I know it's hilarious. I mean, come on, you you lost, you got beat. I get it. Your quarterback got knocked out, but it was you know it was a clean hit. It was a, not a dirty play. Um, and they lost. Bottom line, all legal, and it all was thirty-one to too. seven. It was yeah. not like ten to seven or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it was like a three-point game, okay, fine. Maybe I'll give it to you. But what about you, Rob? Favorite moment from the season? I mean, knocking yeah, out so, knocking out Brock Purdy when I said Purdy's going to be Hurdy come Sunday uh, was pretty satisfying. I'm not going to lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, so mine actually started <laughs> even before the season. It was uh, oh, it man. started just the night of the draft and I was actually down uh, Atlantic City at a work conference and I couldn't, you know, had gone to dinner and and was out a little bit and and couldn't even focus after I saw the draft and the big (laughs) trade for A.J. Brown, giving up one of our first-round picks. And, I mean, wow, what a trade. Was anyone ever worth a first-round pick? Clearly him. And then just to see us go into that Lions game, that first game of the season, uh, and he just, you know, started off hot, 10 catches, 155 yards was kind That's of a awesome. coming out party for him and Hurts and it just, you know, uh, further solidified how great of a trade that was. So, I really believe that he was a piece that kind of turned our offense around. I mean, obviously Hurts deserves a lot of credit, probably the most credit uh for how much of a leap he took, but certainly getting a second number 1 receiver uh in AJ Brown uh allowed this offense to take a huge leap.
0: Yeah. I got to dig up my reaction video. When I found out about the, uh, AJ Brown trade, cause we we're in Vegas for the draft, hanging out in the blue wire studio. I'm rocking the uh, rare breed chain, just going nuts and yeah, I mean, it rarely does a, a trade get me so excited and then it, it works out, right? Like he came in and you're, you're thinking to yourself like, man, this guy could be RTO. It could be like TO in 2004. And it really is without the, uh, you know, without the drama and without him being such a head case, it's, it's really crazy that it, that it worked out uh, like that. And of course, uh, you know, this entire week, it's been like five year anniversary of the parade. Five year anniversary today of, of course, Kelsey's speech, which was just amazing. Him in the mummers outfit, arguably like the greatest speech in, in like Philly sports history. It was just awesome. It was electric to be there at the, uh, at the art museum and just out there, super cold, just drinking Bud lights out of a backpack. They re aired the game from twenty seventeen. you know, they replayed the super bowl and it was, it was just, uh, it was just awesome to be able to rewatch it, um, you know, in, in that like environment. But of course things are a little different. Like we're coming in uh, according to win bet right now, a two point favorite, instead of that underdog, no one believes in us. It still feels like no one believes in us because of all the smack talk and whining by the uh, 40 whiners uh, that, uh, that you're hearing. It, 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 I know we're favored on the point spread and, and maybe even more the public is betting on us, but I'll be honest. It, it still feels like we're a bit of the underdogs because of how much the public and the media love Patrick Mahomes. So I I think it's a totally different situation. And I think honestly, this team is a better team. I'm embracing the fact that uh, I I think it was just always going to be the first time we won a super bowl. It was just going to be a crazy, you know, culmination of events. But now I think, I think we're more mature as a, as a sports city and we're just a really, really damn good team.
1: Yeah, I agree, Sean. If we're we're thinking back to, like, how you felt during the 2017 Super Bowl going into it, I mean uh, – I tell you what, I feel like I might have been a little bit more confident going into that game and maybe it was because we were such big underdogs and there were no expectations. Uh, But I am still a little leery of this game. And like you said, maybe it's because we have so much talent and it would just be such a letdown and a disappointment if we weren't able to pull this game off. I mean, with that said, I I am happy that we're playing Mahomes. I think just like uh, I said back in 2017, you know, if we were going to go to the Super Bowl, I wanted to face the Patriots and Tom Brady and, and truly be the best. Team, I think now same thing here. Let's let's uh, slay the media darling and and beat Mahomes and be considered, you know, the best team in the NFL if we're going to go to the Super Bowl. So I, I, while I think the Bengals probably were a better matchup overall for us, uh, I'll take Mahomes and hopefully we're able to pull this one out and win it. Well, and, and that Bengals
0: offensive line, certainly compared to our defensive line, you, you would be salivating to go up against them. Uh, But yeah, you're right. I mean, part of the reason why that 2017 super bowl is so awesome is that Nick Foles and the Eagles destroyed Tom Brady and the Patriots. And it, it does. I mean again if we would have beat um was it Blake Bortles and the Jags, yeah, it still would have been awesome, but it, it it reached legendary status. And I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have a chance to become legends on Sunday. And I expect big things from rare breed, hashtag breed of one.
2: What about it, it you? It almost Robert? makes you a little uncomfortable going in, right? Because you know, as Philly fans, we're not used to this uh, being favorite in the championship where, you know, we've gotten no, close. We had three NFC championships with, uh, you know, McNabb and Reed, and we couldn't get there. Um, and now this year we're going in, and I agree with you, Sean. I don't know. I know I know that we're the betting favorite currently, but I, I certainly think it's, it's a pretty even split in terms of who thinks who I see people are going to win. I, you know, I think we have – certainly a better all-around team um it is talent wise is my sense but obviously their offense is a challenge which we'll talk about so it, it almost makes you uncomfortable uh I, I don't know what to make of it I I feel confident but that confident that confidence that I have, also makes me skeptical. So I just don't know what to feel. I just want the game to get here. <laughs> I know yeah, One
1: is. thing that I noticed, too, that, that kind of throws me off is it seems like the media keeps talking about what we need to do to win. And and I don't feel like I see a bunch of like what the Chiefs need to do in order to be able to win. And maybe that's part of my Eagles bias, but it just seems like the, the pressure at least is on us to do something in order to stop Mahomes and win the game and not really on the Chiefs to find a way to beat us.
0: Yeah. And it is just so annoying. The, the, uh, the narrative of like, oh, they haven't played anyone. It, also, we had the, we got the number one seed by dominating the NFC in the regular season. And we had back to back playoff wins of 24 points or more. The last time that happened, you had to go back to the 1989 San Francisco 49ers who won the super bowl 55 to 10. You go back before that, you're talking about the 1985 Chicago bears. And it's easy to say, Oh, they're not the 85 bears. Well, how far off are they? I, I mean, you look at the sacks that were putting up, you look at the number of guys with double digit sacks. You look at the turn- Turnovers. You look at the back to back games in the playoffs, only allowing seven points. That's not an accident. That is a trend. That is a team that is hungry <laughs> for a championship come Sunday, taking a quick break to talk about Win bet the official sports book of the sports gambling podcast network. Oh, man, it's so great being out in Arizona because I got access to all these beautiful, delicious win bet props firing up the win bet parlay wheel spinning that thing, building bets left and right winning margin touchdown score odd even points. Whatever your dj and heart desires. Win bet has you covered. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet so they know we sent you. Uh, bet 100 get 100 limited state availability and of course if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. So much to choose from. So many ways to win. Sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. We'll play through room that is available. If you're somebody who knows the gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And of course, if you're out in Arizona, come hang out with us at the Ainsworth. We are going to hook you guys up and uh, make sure to check out the SGPN app for all the great contests we got going on for the big game. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. As far as keys to the offense to me, There's been a lot of talk of Jalen hurts and his shoulder, which clearly it's, it's, you know, whatever it's a hundred ish percent we'll see, but I think showing the deep ball early now, I I'm, I'm totally fine with the run heavy approach. Because I do think that's a great way to attack the Chiefs. The Chiefs, six yards per carry they're allowing in the playoffs. That is the highest average ever of a team to make it to the uh, Super Bowl. So I think showing the deep ball early, a.k.a. taking a couple deep shots to A.J. Brown, will force the safeties. And and A.J. Brown against a rookie cornerback, Like it's going to force them to play back and create more opportunities for our dominant offensive line to push people around and shove it down their throats rob about what about you what do you want to see out of the offense
2: yeah i think this is a game that you go in you don't get cute right you, you don't forget what got you there just because it's the super bowl and it's a big moment i mean we are an extremely talented offense um best offensive line in football uh amazing playmakers goddard devonta you know um aj brown miles sanders and hurts obviously um So just, you know, keep the, rely on your playmakers in the big moment. And I think we can stay balanced. I don't think you have to abandon the run. I don't think you have to abandon the pass. I think, you know, time of possession is going to be important, but I'd like to see us come out and and be dynamic and be diverse, but at the same time relying on what got us there. I don't want to see us come out and, and get cute and, you know, where our coaches felt like they had to overthink it just because it's the Super Bowl, because I don't think we have to. I think that we match up fine against the Chiefs defense. So um, you know, I'd like to see us bounce. I don't want to see us throw 30 times and a half, and I don't want to see us run 30 times and a half. I think we can beat them either way, running or throwing. So let's be dynamic and, and I agree with you, Sean. Let's get a couple deep shots to hopefully open that up early.
1: Yeah, I think a concern, though, too, it needs to be Chris Jones. He needs to be on your radar. I know Kelsey's up front there with him, Uh, but they did have the second-highest sack total, so you we got to take them seriously, and uh, not that either of you said we don't, but uh, I think that is the biggest concern right there is their defensive line, making sure that we have the run game going. It's kind of been a little bit of our bread and butter here, especially in the playoffs. I mean, so, and it's also going to lead to time of possession, you know, work the clock. If we go back, you know, last year when we played the Chiefs, it became a little bit of a concern. Part of that was obviously our defense was pretty Pretty horrible at the time, but you know if the offense can stay on the field for a little bit, uh, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. You got to respect him still. Um, I think I think we'll be in a good place if we're able to establish the run. Obviously, I don't mind the pass by any means, but keep that going and make sure that uh, we keep their uh, defensive line on their heels.
2: I almost yeah. feel like the last two games, the offense, you know, they were very cautious. You know, they didn't want. Hurts to take shots unnecessarily. I think the read options didn't seem as fluid as they had in the past. You know, I would expect going in this game, there's nothing to leave on the table. There's, you know, as as the reporters found out with their questions, this is a must-win game. Um, So um, I I think you're going to see a little more of the offense that we saw during the season versus maybe a little cautious once we knew those games were in hand the last two weeks.
0: Yeah. And I, and I am optimistic about Hertz's shoulder in the deep ball. Cause you saw that with Devonta Smith at the beginning of the giants game. And that was him coming off two weeks rest. So now you have another game where he has two weeks rest, another two weeks removed from the um, an initial injury. And that's what, that's what gets me optimistic and and switching over to the defensive side. To me, you know, there's, there's some obvious things we have to do, but i Eagles secondary ranked number one in combined force incompletions and interceptions at 66. We have to have, you know, high level games from James Bradbury, from Darius Slay, from Avante Maddox. I, to me, we're going to have to get some turnovers obviously. And Patrick Mahomes in two Super Bowls, two touchdowns, four interceptions. If we can get pressure and force Patty Mahomes to throw the ball up, we got to convert on those opportunities. We can't have any dropped interceptions or tip balls uh, that we don't jump on the ground. And it, it, they're very good at getting those, but we just can't take the foot off the gas when it comes to creating some good opportunities in the secondary.
1: Yeah, I agree with the pressure, Sean. I I think he, though, too, and and we could talk about Mahomes all day, but if you could take away his number one weapon, Kelsey, I I think that's where you start. Mm -hmm. And uh, you got to interrupt his crossing routes. I saw some crazy statistic. I can't, uh, unfortunately, pull it out of my butt right now. But, I mean, you've seen what he can do, how dangerous he can be. I, I would say the number for him is if you can keep him under six receptions, under 70 yards. I think we win the game. Um, he, he's Mahomes' guy. He's the safety valve in every moment. You kind of saw it at the end of the Bengals game recently. Um, we got to get on him. I wouldn't even be against, you know, putting CJ GJ on him from the start, putting him back in his old position, you know, in the slot, um, and moving guys around if necessary. Cause if you can hold him, you know, to the, to those, uh, to those receptions, it just said, and and under seventy yards, uh, I think you you can definitely win. The other thing too is I don't think we really need to blitz Mahomes. Also, yeah, uh, I really wouldn't. If you you saw, I think it was eight for eleven against the Bengals, and had some absur- absurd QB rating. He has one of the highest ratings against the blitz this season. So, uh, which actually works out better for us because Gina doesn't really blitz that much as well. So, if we do, you really got to pick your moments in this game. And yeah, you had the
0: stat about the two times the number one passing defense went against number one passing offense. Defense won by an average of thirty-one points. That is that is crazy. Uh, What about what about you, Rob? What do you what do you think we got to do on defense?
2: I think it's contain. I I think you know the biggest backbreaker to a defense is when Mahomes has those kind of imprema. improvised plays you know whether it's the shuffle pass which he apparently invented or his no looks or the side <laughs> you know, whatever throw it is oh. uh, but, you know nothing nothing's worse <laughs> when a defense is playing well and and you have a busted play and then he improvises so I think they just need to keep it in front of them keep him contained don't let you know I know his ankle's a little banged up but he he's still gonna run you saw it in the in the Bengals game he can still move Um, Mm -hmm. So we need to just keep him contained and watch those kind of busted plays that turn into a big play. You know, I think looking at them coming in their their wide receivers are a little banged up. Hardman's out, uh, which I think is good for us in terms of the speed. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw they got Clyde Edwards Hilaire back. I don't know, you know, what his, you know, how healthy he is. Is he a hundred percent? Is he, is he going to be effective? But um, I think with our corners, we can maybe be a little more aggressive and, and tighten and up the coverage a little bit. And then, as Justin said, it's all about Kelsey because their offense really runs through him. So, if you can focus on him and then let our our corners, you know, do their thing against their, um, you know, against their wide receivers, I think that's the recipe for success. And you know, the one concern is uh, our our defensive line obviously has been amazing. Uh, But the Chiefs also get the ball out pretty quick. So um, that's why I think we might have to tighten up that coverage just a little bit and not let him pick us apart on the five, six-yard passes um, because he'll eat us alive and march down the field.
1: Well, and and I just have a quick question uh do you guys think he really has a true high ankle sprain i mean at this point it's just like i i don't think so at all um i like you said rob i think he's pretty healthy at this point but it's just kind of funny how he got labeled that and all of a sudden he was fine the following week, which just seems insane from what I understand for high ankle sprints. I mean, nothing's nothing's insane for King Patrick. That guy
0: defies (laughs) all the odds. He, he rose from the dead. He's, he's, he's really just, I mean, luckily this game isn't going to be played on water because he'd be walking on it and it would be really (laughs) tough, tough to defend uh, King Patrick, all hail King Patrick, Justin. I didn't even get to it, but um, I think as the uh, food insider of the show, What do you make of Juju Smith Schuster saying the best place for Philly cheesesteaks isn't even Philadelphia. I mean, you want to disgrace the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. Put a Jersey on Rocky. Sure. That's one thing, but I, I, I couldn't imagine any, any more bulletin board material than this, this slander.
1: I mean, it was funny. One of you guys said, "Wow, this is some real <laughs> shit talking right here. This is the bulletin board material we yeah. needed." One of you two, I think it's just so true. It's like if you want to anger uh, Philly fans, like just go after the cheese sticks. Especially if you say <laughs> yeah. it's not even good. People get offended now if you say Pat's or Geno's. <laughs> yeah. Like, now that you're saying uh, it's not even in Philly, it's it's even worse. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. that,
2: that was pretty great. Uh, You know, I also love how the, you know, Sean, you mentioned Rocky, but the Rocky, uh, you know, curse has really taken off. You saw uh, Travis Kelsey in one of his press conferences, fans do not put my jersey on Rocky, Um, stay away from it. So I love that that's become a
0: thing as well.
1: I love yeah. the one that looked like a plant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It definitely looked think a Philly fan, just threw it on there. It
0: was just like a red, uh, you know, T-shirt that was ripped up that said Chiefs on it with like a marker. <laughs> clearly it was someone who didn't want to actually spend $80 to get a jersey, <laughs> but still wanted to set them up. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, perfect transition to bringing on a guest. He uh, last time, I think we played the Chiefs last year, completely different team we have now. But joining us to get a Chiefs perspective on the game, Mr. John Morganelli. What's happening, John?
3: Not much, man. I'm really excited to be uh, back, and it's the Super Bowl. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, no, obviously, uh, so much, not a lot has changed for you guys, I think since we last played at least nothing major you guys didn't have tyree Hill. uh or so you had tyree kill when we played in 2021 don't have him now but obviously still have andy Reid. um you know patrick mahomes all the big names but um yeah what's your what's your take at least from like the last time we played 2021 again jalen hurts first years a starter to what you're seeing now out of this eagles team well
3: i gotta say i i really didn't think jalen hurts was going to be as good as he was. I was one of those guys talking shit on him that he would never become at this level, but he is yeah. legit. You know, he's, he's legit and, and he deserves to be here. And, you know, I'm scared of him.
0: That's what I like to hear. You're scared. <laughs> we're in their heads. See that guys. See, you don't need to be scared <laughs> of Magic Well, they're scared of us. I think it would be great. Uh We wrote up some questions about stuff we're dying to know. I, I, m- I, I want to hear a Chiefs perspective because I, I think non-Chiefs fans get a little tired of the lathering up that the announcers do of Patrick Mahomes. Are you even aware that the the star treatment he gets by the announcers and by the media?
3: 100% I'm aware, and I got to say, mm. I'm, I, I encourage it. I'm all for it because I honestly, I feel the exact <laughs> same way. I watch this guy every single week. And I'm amazed by him every single week. Oh, so yes. Like, sit down, she'll be like, sit down. I'll be like, but it was it was just the most amazing play I've ever seen. You said that three plays ago. You know he's he's scary. I think you guys are underestimating Patrick. You got you guys are making fun of those sidearm throws. Let me tell you, those sidearm throws. That throw oh. he made against Tampa in the Super Bowl. <laughs> silly. Well, the now- Super Bowl workout. well that's that was that was a bad that was embarrassing super bowl but that's the reason i feel so confident about this one i mean they learned their lesson the whole their whole game plan since that super bowl was built around the idea that they can't be beat by the defensive line what's uh more
1: impressive though his mvp season or this season how he was able to get his wife and brother to go away i was just curious (laughs) they're no longer a distraction Yeah, no. Actually, I I think that was was pretty (laughs) pretty interesting. They really did just go away. Uh, But actually, I I was uh, I I wanted to ask you a question. Are Are you guys concerned at all about Mahomes potentially losing two out of three Super Bowls and Andy being one and four then in Super Bowls? I'm concerned. And Then you guys got to progress and and (laughs) have that looming over your shoulders.
3: I I honestly, you know, I I think they're going to win this football game. I think they. Learned their lesson. Had I not, I thought, I also thought that against Tampa Bay. So, uh, <laughs>
0: so did said, I, unfortunately,
3: <laughs> I think they learned their lesson and I just don't see, I think this is not an offense that runs through Kelsey. It's, it's a really dynamic offense. They got rid of Tyreek Hill. It didn't matter at all. Literally zero, you know?
0: Now you, you say it doesn't run through Kelsey. What would you say it runs through? Is there a key guy to knock out of the game or, you know, to, to, to put the clamps on?
3: I don't think so. You know, honestly, I think if Kelsey gets shut down, you know, they bring in Kadarius Tony. I think he's an underrated uh, wild card here. I think they've been keeping him under wraps. Mikael's hurt. Clyde Edward, Edward Hilaire. They didn't want him playing. He's terrible. He's slow and he's small. But uh, but Kadarius Tony's legit. And they and last game uh, MVS was had a big game. You know, he's he's kind of gelling with uh, Mahomes now. I think this is an offense that's built around Andy's creativity and the magician of Mahomes and. That's enough.
2: Now, did you, were you and Tony in the same sentence? (laughs) I I don't know. Oh, Sean, what would Kramer say about that?
0: Yeah. He's not a fan. I don't know any giants fans that are happy for Kadarius Tony and his success in Kansas city a lot being made of the Eagles being lucky. Some would argue, um, you know, getting a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct to put you in field goal range to win by three points at home is, is lucky and going up against an offensive line without three starters. But do you, do you feel like this team is as dominant as previous chiefs teams?
3: they don't appear as dominant, but they also in some of the, the previous chiefs teams, they had were down in every playoff game by you know 10, 14 points. This team hasn't, that hasn't happened really. So I don't know. I mean, they haven't been blowing teams out. So I think that's maybe why you get that feeling, that sense that maybe they're not as quote unquote dominant. But if you look at their season, they lost to the bills. They lost to, to the Bengals outside of that. They haven't really had too many, you know, they've lost to very good teams by small margins. I think this is one of the best chiefs teams we've had. And I think it's like a, team it's not Tyreek demanding the ball uh like the, the year before so I, I think this is the most dangerous team he
2: lost to the it juggernaut cults John. <laughs> um what's that you know, obviously everyone knows Andy Reed's a good coach uh you know was with the Eagles for a long time um I think the you know Andy versus the Eagles is already getting overplayed a little bit um but w- what is the outside opinion of Sirianni uh do you go into this fe- feeling like you have the huge coaching advantage have you been impressed with him do you find that he's um you know over the top i think in philly we love him but it seems like nationally he's maybe not so loved i'm just curious uh what your thoughts is and confidence level is from a coaching perspective going in
3: i'm very confident that andy's going to have a, a very creative game plan and i think that team has been gelled for a while and that they're going to be they're going to be tough to stop. I think Seriani's done an incredible job. How could you not be impressed by what he's done? And I love the attitude. It fits Philly and it it is permeated, you know, through the team. And, and uh, yeah, they're, they're a fun team, you know, they're a fun team to watch. And I think they're going to be a really tough team. I don't, I don't see Kansas city possibly, you know, beating this team by more than a, I think it's a field goal game. No matter what, I don't, I don't see how they could possibly blow this team out. No, what about
2: Spags? What's your confidence level in him?
3: I, I think Spags has done an incredible job. Honestly, you know, he's, he's rose to the challenge. You look at our defensive line second in the, in the league and sacks um, Chris Jones and, and uh, uh, Frank, you know, Frank Clark on the end, who is like a, only a beast in the playoffs. He looks like dead in the regular season and bam, he comes in the playoffs and Spags is kind of like that too. Like sometimes you think that defense isn't that good in the middle of the regular season, but playoff time, like, yeah, he's, he's been where he needs to be. So I'm confident we'll be, do enough. I don't think we can stop the Eagles. I I really don't believe we can stop them in any specific area, but I think a Chris Jones or Frank Clark makes a play and that's enough for a guy like Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I am concerned about Andy Reid off the bye. I do think though, Sirianni is maybe still has an edge when it comes to like in-game stuff, like the the timeout and some of the challenge stuff. I still think is you know it's it's Andy Reid's Achilles heel. John, what are you as far as matchups? What are you most confident about going into Sunday?
3: I'm most confident that our offensive line compared with. The creativity, Andy, and the you know the magician likeness of, of Mahomes is not going. The defensive line of the Eagles is not going to be the factor that that beats us. I'm very confident in that, and I think they learned their lesson in the Super Bowl.
0: Now, what about what about um, you know what about like your biggest concern? What are you most worried about uh, matchup wise? What are you like? Oh man, I hope this doesn't happen, or this is this is what's going to kill us if we lose this game.
3: Well, I think if we get down, you know, what happens is that that Mahomes will, you know, he's a a magician, but he will throw it up there, you know. And so if we get down and he throws it up and all of a sudden now we're down, you know, 10 points and now the Eagles start running the football, you know. Then we get outside of the type of game that that the Chiefs can control. You know, I think that a back and forth game where everyone's scoring, Mahomes and and Reed, they're they're very comfortable with that. But if they slow it down because there's a turnover or something that changes the dynamic of the game, then we get out of sorts. We can get beat. Like from your
2: put put your Eagles hat on for a second. Uh, you're Sirianni, you're Steichen, and you are scheming against this Chiefs defense. How are you attacking it? Where 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 are you most concerned? The Eagles' offense going at that defense?
3: You know, I think that you just gotta be creative, creative against the 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 Chiefs because I think they're they're gonna bring some pressure. You know, and I think that if you can if you can get them moving in one direction, that you can get some big plays on the Chiefs. I think across you know if you look at all three levels of defense, the defensive line was pretty solid. The linebackers are fast. The secondary, you know, you got two young players on the secondary; they're playing really well and and reasonably good safeties. But I think that they're they're not dominant, so sometimes they have to create the pressure, and then they get beat on big plays. And I think that's likely to happen, especially against a guy like Hurts who can run around.
0: I like it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I do think that's probably another one that um, you you mentioned the linebackers. I think Goddard against those linebackers. That's another interesting uh, matchup that we might be able to exploit, but let's, let's talk Turkey here as a fan, John, what are you doing to uh, get the victory? I mean, you're, you're essentially in enemy territory in the Lehigh Valley. Are you, are you rocking? Do you have like a chief's flag out front that you're worried uh, might incite the neighbors? Do you have any sort of lucky rituals? What do you got? What do you got playing for the Sunday?
3: Well, I got the whole fam coming over. I do have actually a little Chiefs flag outside, uh, probably the only <laughs> one, and I can't—I've never seen anyone else really. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a, a big day for us. So I'm excited about it, and, and honestly, there couldn't be a team I wanted to watch more than the Eagles play the, the Chiefs. Uh, I think if you guys have been following the whole thing, I mean, the Kelsey brothers are amazing. I love oh, their yeah. podcast and whole lc calling the mayor of cincinnati at jabroni and everything was just amazing and so like this is such a fun event with these guys and uh yeah i got the whole fam coming over uh my brother, sister um and yeah looking forward to it the mayor of philadelphia mozzarella man i got the mozzarella man rob gave oh, me no. that recommendation oh, rob, oh yeah mozzarella. justin's what are you,
0: familiar with him rob <laughs> you're giving J- morganelli the mozzarella man i mean we got <laughs> yes,
1: <sir. you> know, <laughs> hey you got we a plug uh, him for the listeners. You got we got a <laughs> it's it's too good to <laughs>
0: <laughs> to keep to yourself. Uh Pintani, what are you doing here for the uh for the birds come Sunday? Cuz it's going to take every man. man, woman and child to rally together for the Juju.
1: I'm still uh, I'm still not sure. I keep going back and forth. I'm not 100% where I'm going to watch the game yet. I, I will say, I, I think I know the food I'm going to make and what I have on platter. Uh, I think I'm going to try to make some homemade tiny tacos, get those ready, along with some wings, and uh, maybe even do some nachos. Uh, pizza's not out of the order as well. Who knows? Mm. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself with this platter now. <laughs>
0: He just oh, laid out every food. Hungry just thinking uh, about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Literally every combo. Yeah. I was talking I... to the wife about sliders. And then Ooh. she's like, well, she was going to order some on the Target order. And she's like, I can't just get beef. I was like, I could do White Castle. <laughs> I like, but I, don't, an... I think we'll do fresh if we do.
0: Rico will bring you something too. Yeah, your oh, father-in-law yeah. will hook you up with some Jollibee. You'll you'll have plenty of funny
1: bee chicken, no joke. It's underrated.
0: <laughs> hey, no more free plugs. We're already giving mozzarella man a ton of business. Um, for me, you know, it's, it's about uh, rocking the, obviously the hardcore Jalen hurts chain. I got my, um, you know, I'll be rocking the Hurts Jersey, the, the corresponding sweatpants and Eagle socks, and then wearing the correct hat. But I've been, I've developed a formula for um, taking the hat off during offensive uh, drives. And then when the defense comes out on the field, I put the hat back on. So it's, it's, it's a well-oiled machine uh, going into the big game not going to mess anything up i don't know what you know, we're doing for food wise i got to talk to uh i got a taco guy that maybe we we trot out here but what about you rob what are you what are you doing for sunday
2: yeah so i already got it going i got an eagles uh you know banner in the uh, window uh little eagles flag Ooh. outside and i changed the uh light bulb on my porch to a green bulb so i've had that on all week get it get the atmosphere going <laughs> um thinking of uh taking some philly pretzels into work tomorrow or friday get get that going as well little uh philly spirit um then come game day i think you just got to stick with what works you know i'm gonna have my eagle shirt on my shorts um I, i'm i'm food wise i think i'm going some wings as we know mozzarella man and probably make a pizza too at some point um and you know just probably watching it at home i i you know it's too big of a game I think I need to just be by myself so I can oh, uh, yeah. you know uh, you know watch it I'm already getting uh... You know, my wife's already telling me I have to be quiet because my daughter will be sleeping for the second <laughs> half. I said I oh, I man. can't promise anything oh, during come the on. Super Bowl.
0: You gotta get her those uh like when you saw Nick Foles and his baby when they had the Super Bowl, and they <laughs> had <have> those industrial <laughs> headphones they put on. Get on, get you get your daughter a pair of those, Rob. Come on, that's that's what you gotta do. You she gotta... actually has a set of the of the headphones. We <laughs> yeah, have them.
1: come on, there you go. She can sleep with them on. You're good.
0: Yeah, get her get her listen to the podcast. Tell her to give us a five star rating review. You can't hurt. All right. Uh, let's get to the turkey here. Favorite prop bet for the Super Bowl? I got so many giving out uh, 57 prop bets for Super Bowl 57 on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Check out all our uh, free contests on the SGPN app. But uh, one we haven't hit on or, or talked about Boston Scott anytime touchdown. Uh, 100 wins you 550. Like that. I, again, like they just seem to pepper Boston Scott in. And especially if they, and I think he's an interesting bet for first touchdown as well, especially if they end up having a long drive. Uh, they, they rotate their running backs a bunch. I could see it being Gainwell. I could see it being Scott. So I'll, I'll take a roll of the dice here on Boston Scott anytime touchdown. He's had three games in a row with the touchdown. Uh, Two of those being the Giants. So that's just an auto play. But I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one. Give me Boston Scott anytime touchdown plus five fifty. Uh Rob, what about you?
2: Shocker. Sean went Boston Scott, by the way. He <laughs> might be the number one Boston Scott fan. Oh,
0: I love Boston Scott. He's like Sproles 2.0. Come on. Yeah, you know, I actually
2: like Uh, dallas goddard as the first touchdown um little bit more of a long shot obviously but i i think it's certainly probable uh get him involved early and and you know he gets those tough runs uh i saw him at plus 1200 for that so yeah i like that play i think it's you know a little bit more of a long shot not a, a you know definitive hit but worth the shot and uh i think it could certainly happen
0: Well, Justin, I'm looking at yours. This is a long shot of all long shots. And I saw someone actually made this bet. They put like, you know, 2,500 to win a quarter million. And my brother texted me. He's like, was this you? Uh, It was not, (laughs) but I definitely uh, could see myself getting down on this. At least a couple bucks. What do you, what do you got? This is a great long shot though.
1: Look, prop bets are made to have fun with. So I was looking through. I mean, Reddick obviously a good one for MVP. Same with Hurts, obviously. You want to go quarterback. But I think with our game plan and the fact that we could be running a little bit and Gamewell has had a great playoff, I mean, at 120-1, to 1,
3: I mean, why not put your money
1: on him for potentially being the MVP? You know, maybe we run it a little bit. We throw to him every now and then, too. Maybe he gets three touchdowns and, and happens to get a couple runs at the end of the game. I mean, he somehow manages to get a couple touchdowns over 100 yards. He's definitely uh, a, a candidate um, if that's the game we're running. So one 120-1, to one, Gainwell MVP. I even put money on it myself, a couple bucks. What the hell? Why not?
0: Yeah, you know, ten bucks to win twelve hundred—that's pretty fun. Not going to complain about that. John, do you have a uh, do you have a prop bet you like for the big game?
3: I like the backup tight ends for KC, Noah Gray uh, yeah. and Jody Forsen. You know, they uh, they're creative down there, and I you know I assume there's going to be a lot of attention on Kelsey, and I could totally see you know Andy Reid drawing something up for one of those guys. So I think uh, Jody Forson was like thirteen to one any TD, Noah Gray eight and a half or nine to one. Uh, I also like. The uh, over five and a half receptions for A.J. Brown. Chase went over, Diggs went over. Usually the one number one receivers seem to go over against the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, A.J. Brown, I think, of the two receivers, I kind of have him having the bigger game. And uh, yeah, you know, Noah Gray, they do do that. I, I think it was against the Raiders where they motioned him in underneath center and then had him QB sneak it into the end zone. I kept playing him anytime touchdown in the previous playoff games. I'm of course not going to play it for this game because I'm not going to be happy if the chiefs score a touchdown regardless. Uh, So that's probably a good chance. It may end up happening. All right. Time for our final score predictions and super bowl MVP. uh, Justin, I'll let you kick things off. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh it's possible for the Chiefs to score up to 27 points against us. I think that's certainly a possibility. I definitely think we might be able to go over 28. But uh, I a final score here, I think it's going to be a tight and close one. Uh, I picked us to win only by a point, though, 28-27. And I have Hurts as the MVP in the end. Yeah, and
0: I, I'm seeing Hurts at, like, plus 130. Again, it kind of goes to the MVP. Uh, you know, quarterback. Most times, I would say of a team that I think if the Chiefs win, it's tough to like imagine a scenario where they don't give it to Patrick Mahomes. Eagles, I could see it um, kind of be more up in the air. I'm gonna say Eagles 31 21. I do like Hertz as the as like the obvious MVP at plus 130, but. I think if you're looking at fun, long shots, uh, Brandon Graham at 75 to one is a fun one, uh, for me. Cause I think if he gets, you know, similar to like what happened in that Patriots game, if he can get a big, like if he can get two sacks, one of them being a forced fumble that creates maybe a defensive touchdown or a huge swing of the swing of the bat there i i think he is a fun long shot reddick is like half the odds and to win it as a defensive player it's a long shot either way but brandon graham i'll give that out as well because i think that one's pretty fun what about you rob what do you got final score and who do you have as a super bowl mvp
2: i think this game could be a little higher scoring um you know i I don't think our defense totally shuts down the chiefs and and i could see our offense moving the ball so i am going to say 34 to 27 eagles uh i actually like the over in this um which i think is around 50 51 points uh currently um So, and I'm going to say MVP is Hurts. I don't know how you you pick anyone else. I mean, he's led this team the whole year. I think by and large, MVP is a quarterback uh, award. It would really take something for someone else to win. So if I'm being realistic, it's going to be Hurts.
0: But I do like the Eagles to win and let's go. Let's go, Justin. I before we get to John and his incorrect prediction, I feel like we have to revisit your prediction because the the spread is one and a half or two points. So you, just to be clear, you don't have the Eagles covering the spread. Are you going to bet on the Eagles or are you taking the Chiefs plus two? What's going on?
1: <laughs> no, I are got you the just Eagles.
0: Eagles money line? You going to bet?
1: I just think it's gonna be close, man. I'm I'm not worried about the spread. I'm just going with my heart and my prediction. And and with that being said, why are we allowing John to give a prediction of the Chiefs <laughs> potentially winning the game? Hasn't he said enough already? But uh,
2: John, what do you <laughs> got?
1: What's means, your what's your final
0: it. score and uh and uh incorrect MVP? Unless you have Hertz as MVP um and Eagles winning. That would be that would be a good prediction if you're looking to get things correct here.
3: I think it's going to be a tight game. I, you know, I think my inclination is to say it's going to go over, but when you look at the chiefs, even though they really do have a good offense, they move the ball a lot. You know, they haven't always scored a ton of points in the games. I think that's been to, by design that they've been trying to like push their drives a little. So I think it's a little bit lower scoring 27, 24 is my prediction. I think it's Patrick is my MVP. Oh God. no, we can't it's go out. He him. is
0: not my <laughs> And he is, he, is, Jim Look at side
1: arm throw.
0: Uh, we, at least we don't have to listen to Romo get all excited and, and worked up about that. And you talk about that 49 ers super bowl. It was really funny because I rewatched the highlights and it kept and Tony Romo <laughs> kept going. Superman's about to put on his cape. And then it just cuts to him getting sacked or throwing two interceptions. So John, thanks for calling in worst of luck on Sunday. For the Dire Eagles podcast, I'm Sean Second of Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds, go,
2: go birds. birds.